All right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Sports and Stuff. Uh, these are your co-hosts, Will, Vince, and Ryan. Um, producer Eric is somewhere. We have no idea. Um, if you see him, please let us know because uh, we need him. Um, so, yeah, this is just our uh, regular weekly kind of stuff, kind of, um, you know, loose podcast here. Uh, we're going to drop this on Monday, so hopefully this is a nice start to your week. Uh, make sure to like, follow, share, subscribe, wherever you can. Um, please help us out. We're having a lot of fun uh, bringing these episodes to you guys, and I hope uh, you guys have had fun, um, you know, kind of getting to know us and kind of hearing a lot about March Madness. Um, but with March Madness wrapping up, uh, we are going to start talking about some different sports, some different stuff. I think the the sports that the boys are most excited to talk with you about um, is, of course, the NFL year-round. Uh, can't get enough fucking football, man. Um, we're going to be covering the draft here pretty soon. Um, and especially for you Baltimore fans, what the Ravens will wind up doing um, is going to be, you know, Interesting to us all about the NBA, NHL, their playoffs are coming up. Um, yeah, those are exciting. Can't miss appointment television when everything's good. The NHL is especially kind of like a sneaky playoff watch. Um, so we're excited to bring you that as well, um, along with other stuff, the sporadic golf, NASCAR, shorts, um, maybe even sneak into the main pod as well. You never know. So please, you gotta watch. You gotta uh, share and subscribe. Yeah, man. NHL has a few games left, probably in the twenties or so. Looking forward to get gearing up for the playoffs. Playoff hockey. If you ever get a chance to go in person to see a hockey game, I would highly recommend it. Our producer Eric just recently sat probably three or four rows back from the rink. He said it was an amazing time, even though he had no idea what was going on. And we haven't seen him since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might have uh, accidentally got a puck to the face or something. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> he definitely big timed us. I mean, those seats were so good, like like four rows back or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and he he had no context. He just goes, "Oh, by the way, I'm at this <laughs> hockey game." <laughs> like we had no idea that he was even like out of his house. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, NHL is always fun. Um, I'm a Caps fan. I'm, I'm assuming you guys like the hometown team, the Caps. And right now they're about a few games out of the wild card. Right now they have like 73 points. Um, the second wild card is like 78 points. So, yeah, this is not a normal place to be as a Caps fan. We've been spoiled. Actually, Will, Eric, and I, I can't, I don't remember, Ryan, if you were there or not, when back in 2018, oh, Jenny was there. We all yeah, went to uh, this. Where did we go? Um, uh, Sonoma's. Sonoma's. I almost said Second Chance Saloon, but yeah, yeah, Sonoma's. Um, Watch the Capitals win their first ever Stanley Cup final. Ovechkin hoisting the trophy. That was a special moment. I'd, I'd love for him to get another one in his Hall of Fame career and also maybe one day pass Wayne Gretzky for the all-time leading goal scorer in NHL history, so that would be pretty fun to watch. You never know. I mean, that guy could definitely play forever, I feel like. I mean, yeah. he was really physical back in, you know, like 10 years ago or so when they were playing Pittsburgh every year in the playoffs. So we'll see how that, like, affects his career or whatnot. But, yeah, yeah, I really hope he gets there. He's 
he's been so much fun to watch, and we've definitely been so spoiled. Him and Nick Backstrom both. They both came out of the same draft class, and oh, they've wow. been on the same team. Yeah, <laughs> those guys have been at it forever. And then you have Kuznetsov, TJ Oshie. You know, right now we are actually wow. I'm looking at the standings now. So the Islanders and Pittsburgh are the f- two wild card teams at 80 and 78 points. Washington's at 73 and the fourth spot. So have some, they have some chance to uh, take up ground here. Right now they lost two in a row. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We know Boston's the best team in the NHL. They have 111 points, which is far and above better than everybody else. <laughs> so freaking Boston. That whole sports town so spoiled. Ridiculous. Please. Tired of them. (laughs) (laughs) Mac Jones. What a joke. What a good joke that guy is. He's terrible. Draft. Maybe they'll uh, draft the quarterback again. You never know. I mean, honestly, I don't know why he has any room to scream at coaches. The guy throws picks like... Every other play. (laughs) Horribly inaccurate passes. And he's a health risk because he can't move. He just stands there in the pocket. He's he's Tom Brady, but a very, very, very poor man's version of Tom Brady. And everyone thought that Mac Jones was going to be the next Tom Brady when he fell (laughs) to them in the draft. So that's a good segue into the end of the draft. We're excited about that. We never know what the Ravens are going to do. Are they going to try to trade up to get Anthony Richardson out of Florida if Lamar Jackson can't get signed? I don't know. I mean, Lamar, he said he has an announcement or an interview coming out, I think, on his uh, Instagram. If you guys want to check that out, he said it would be dropping soon. Really? Um, That's breaking news to me. I did not know that. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he didn't say a date yet. Not to my I'm a terrible anyway. Ravens fan. How can I not know this? <laughs> um, come on, Vince. Jeez. You don't just have alerts for Lamar Jackson and – I have alerts when my daughter has to get up in the middle of the night to to change her diaper so my wife can then go feed her. That's my alert. You mean that's more important than Lamar Jackson? Eh, it's close. Big fan. It's, it's close. Ryan, what do you think? You've been t- you've been telling us a lot behind the scenes about Lamar and your thoughts here. So why don't you let the audience in on the uh, old uh, train of thought there? I just don't think Lamar is going to get that much money. I don't think he's going to get what he's looking for. I think he's going to get an absurd amount of money that he should take immediately. But not playing most of last season, that's not good. I know I feel like a lot of other teams are probably interested in him, but I just don't see them offering that kind of money, especially not seeing him play. So like, I just feel like, I mean, I think he's a really good quarterback, but just that much time off, you can't give them that much money for that. Yeah. I don't know. I know everyone's going to hate me in Baltimore. <laughs> no. I feel like it's pretty split down the middle how they feel about it. I just think he has the body of work to be able to, I guess, ask for a certain amount of money. Everybody, the, the, the one unanimous thing that everyone agrees on is that like he should have had an agent. Because him and his mom, 
It's dragging things out. It's frustrating the fan base. He toys with the fan base emotions from time to time by liking tweets just to mess with people because he knows he has all the power and everyone's I looking at like him. Yeah, he's, tr- he's trolling everybody. But I, I honestly wish, as somebody who has a huge influence on not just the organization, but the city, because he's had a really good relationship with Baltimore. He does a lot of um, different things in the community. Uh, he randomly showed up to Morgan State one time. It was on their campus and showed up at like a Chick-fil-A, <laughs> oh, <laughs> pretended wow. to work there or something like that. And he, he just he loves the city. I mean, everyone everyone in the organization, Jeff Reback, Bobby Trossett, Sarah Ellison, they've all said the same thing. They've heard that he wants to be here. Eric DaCosta really wants him to be here. Eric DaCosta is a pretty transparent GM, most more transparent than most general managers, especially in his um, end-of-year press conference and then the follow-up press conference at the the Combine, him and John Harbaugh. But I believe DaCosta a little bit more than Harbaugh because Harbaugh is kind of the definition of guy who spouts out coach speak and cliches because that's what head coaches tend to do. It, it, it annoys the living hell out of me, I'm not going to lie. They don't yeah, say anything. So frustrating because it's just <sighs> diarrhea it, at the mouth. Yeah, it's like okay. Honestly, I know they have contractual obligation to go up there and say something, but like, there's there's no point if you're just going to give us fluff. Like, if you're not going to answer any of the questions like straight up, it's just you're wasting everybody's time. And Harbaugh is like typically positive. He's like, Lamar's my quarterback. We're planning the, the offense around him. Todd Munkin's here knowing that he's going to plan around Lamar and all this stuff. But really, that's out of his hands. He's even admitted that. So Eric DaCosta and Steve Bashotti want to get this done. I mean, the reports, the, what we have to understand, like the difference between total guaranteed and fully guaranteed, I think every everything in that conversation has been conflated. Because total guaranteed basically is there's a certain amount of fully guaranteed money up front, and then when you hit certain milestones and incentives in your contract as they go up, Right. Then you get the rest of that guaranteed money. So it's guaranteed, but you're not getting it all up front. Fully guaranteed simply means you're getting everything all up front, all at once. And the problem with Lamar asking for over $200 million fully guaranteed, no owner in their right mind has it in the best interest for their organization, for them personally, to shell out out of escrow or out of all their assets to then liquidate them into cash to then put that money into his account because that's going to be terrible for them and no one wants to do that. So he has to understand that like he's worth it. Bishotti's digging his heels in. I'm going to non-exclusive franchise tag you versus the exclusive, which means non-exclusive other teams can make offers to him versus exclusive. If they were to exclusively franchise tag him, they'd be paying him $13 million more at 45 million a year but they would have all the control. So I initially thought the exclusive tag would have been the better option because the Ravens would have the control in this situation. However, now I'm seeing how it's playing out. I know that Steve Bashotti isn't stupid and that's a first class organization top down. He's like, all right, let me give him $32 million for the non-exclusive. See what other teams are willing to, you know, maybe offer him. Yeah. And as you can see, the Raiders, the Commanders, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Jets have all come out and said, we're not interested in pursuing Lamar. 
those are the top five teams that were going to be interested in pursuing him. Honestly, I think that's because um, they didn't want to do the negotiations for the Ravens. Like they didn't want to set a market value for Lamar, um, knowing that the Ravens were gonna basically resign him no matter what. I mean, yeah. losing Lamar is not worth two round, two first round draft picks. I mean, that's a lot of capital, but he's simply just like an MVP. He's a unanimous MVP. You can't replace him with two draft picks. Yeah, um, and plus they they knew to your point, Will, that they the Ravens would match. Right. whatever offer they were going to put on the table. They are just going to match it. So the Ravens actually, in the long run, even though it was non-exclusive, they they took the smart play by paying him $13 million less and still being able to feel out the market overall and the climate of the different teams. Because you got to think about this. Lamar is the domino that has to fall. Is everything up until this point, even with Todd Munkin coming in from Georgia, winning back-to-back national championships, mm-hmm championships with Georgia. If you don't have Lamar, how are you going to sign free agent wide receivers or how are you going to get people interested in coming to play for an offense that has been the focal point of it needs improvement because it's more than just the design. You also need the personnel. Devin Duvernay is a great return specialist. He's a great gadget play running back slash receiver. However, if he was a better fully receiver, like he'd be open more and Lamar would be getting him the ball more. Rashad Bateman has not proven himself to be a fully um, experienced or capable number one receiver yet because he hasn't been available to do so. And to Ryan's point, yes, I think it would be in Lamar's best interest at this point in good faith to not scorn the fan base, to not um, be so selfish as to think about money just for yourself. Because in an ideal world, what I would love to see him do is get the money that he deserves, stay in Baltimore, and help a city that is in dire need of help. Like, I I love the city a lot, but there's so much political corruption and crime. I mean, you look at the Wire film 20-something, 20, 20, 22 years ago, talking about the problems in the, these different institutions, and now we're 20 plus years later, and it's only gotten worse. That's what I was I would, thinking about. <laughs> yeah. He's, so, like, I would love for Lamar, who loves the city, we all know that, for him to get signed and to use the money in, in a selfless way to give back to the community that he's already invested in to begin with. Whether it be infrastructure, whether it be replacing um, rundown homes, whether it be putting some money into the school system, revamping the police department, I don't know what it is. Obviously, if I did, I'd be a, <laughs> I'd be a, trying to do something, right? But I just, I've been here. My, Baltimore is our hometown. We all are loyal and, and love the city, love the suburbs. Um, but we love it, and because we love it, we we we're not afraid to call out a lot of the issues that are going on. So I, I just think Lamar being as special of a player and as a person, I I, I really hope he stays. <laughs> that's where that's where I was going with it. More than ju- it's more than just football for me. So. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. Um, Lamar has definitely shown that he's more than willing to, um, you know, host charitable events and go above and beyond for the community. I mean, I definitely think uh, he can be a future, like, Walter Payton Player of the Year award. or man Yeah, the, the Man year. of the Year, yeah. Um, he can definitely win that award one day just because he's going to have all this money uh, at the end of his career. 
he's he, that you know he can basically just give it all away to charity and i think he's definitely shown that he's the kind of guy who would do that i think he would just no doubt about it try to help kids in need so i think that is definitely someone who who needs to stick around the baltimore community yeah if you have a player like ray lewis has tried to help cal ripkin i mean lamar is that kind of caliber of if he stays in baltimore and he plays the way he's been playing um he's gonna have that impact in the city oh, yeah. like long term no mm-hmm. so, um all right we've gotten pretty serious and heavy on this topic but i i think we, we all in agreement that I don't think any person, even Deshaun Watson, which was an anomaly, we all I think we're all starting to realize that anomalous 230 million guaranteed fully guaranteed or whatever. I don't think Lamar's gonna get that, but I think Ravens and Lamar are gonna work something out. I really do think that they both want it to work out. And if, you, if, you, if the NFLPA needs to kind of step out of the way and let Lamar and his mom really figure this thing out. All right, thanks again so much for watching sports and stuff. Feel free to like and subscribe to our channels on YouTube. Uh, we have Apple and Spotify podcasts. We're, we just launched those recently, so check us out there. We have Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to it and follow on uh, YouTube and Patreon. Please donate to our channel so we can grow this podcast. We want to grow our subscribers and our following. We really enjoy each other's company. We want to bring that friendship to you all. And... We have all these different sports and other different current events or random things to talk about and just share some laughs with you all. We have a bunch of fun doing this. Thank you so much and have a good rest of your day. Peace.